Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. Y'all ready for this? Yes. <laughs> Man, it's been, oh, it has been way be too long. Hey, did daytime prayer count as our prayer? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. We always like to pray I mean, before we podcast. Did, because, did you pray when we did daytime prayer? Um, pray time prayer. Daytime prayer. Pray time prayer. I mean, honestly, yeah. Well, then good. That's. I mean that 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 psalm is one of the saddest psalms because it's. Uh, yeah, isn't that like my one companion is darkness? Yes. All my friends have left me. You've taken away and made me hateful in their sight. But you know, uh, there was that one line from there that it said. Uh, I couldn't say it while we were praying because it was like you know we were praying. <laughs> but uh okay hang on hang on let me get it let me get it. It, 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 it um the line where it says will your love be told in the grave or your faithfulness among the dead will your wonders be known in the dark or your justice in the land of oblivion uh one of my friends i, I remember we were talking about this psalm and how sad it sounded and he's like yeah but will your love be told in the grave yes Spoiler alert, Jesus' love is told in the grave when he rises from it. Isn't that cool? Like, the resurrection is, is right there. The yeah. resurrection is right there. There is no place so. his love cannot reach, even in the grave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. So, yeah, Psalm 88. It's a prayer. So, the bravery says, prayer of a person who is gravely ill. Isn't that uh, the Friday evening prayer as well? Friday night, Friday prayer. night prayer, rather. Yeah, it ends on the highest note possible. My one companion is darkness. <laughs> Happy Friday. Thank God it's fr- TGIF. <laughs> TGIF. Welcome to the weekend. <laughs> Everybody's praying for the weekend. <laughs> we do live in kind of a weekend culture don't we that it, yeah we just we just can't wait for the weekend we just want to blast past the and work week to get to the pesky weekend. little church hour gets in the way every sunday every sunday every single sunday yeah <laughs> unless you're a seminarian in which case it's like several hours yeah gosh which, you, you never know, get or your break. entire life you can't get back to your life i know <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible that is awful no the yeah. day of the lord is awesome yeah gosh no i remember i had a job that was like that it was just kind of a. It was kind of rough, um, just because it was me and one other person, and I'm a very much an extrovert, so it's just a hard job. And I definitely worked for the weekend at that time. And uh, I remember every Sunday, about like noon after I finished lunch, this this heaviness would sit in. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be feeling this on a Sunday. It's a day of rest. It's a Lord's day. But now here comes the work week. It was bad. Yeah. It's a bad place to be. Honestly, like I remember, I remember when I graduated from college. That was a big shift for me because mm. I mean, I used to just like, oh, on Sunday I just go to church. That's just what I do. That's just that I I go to church. And and yet after college, I found myself working, like living in an apartment, and I didn't have to go to church if I didn't want to. Mm. And that was, but that was, thank God, that was like the moment when God's grace was like, yeah, but don't you want to go to church? And then it started to be like, yeah, I want to go to church. This is the best thing. All week. So, like, uh, it's a little different now because, I mean, I'm at church all the time. If you love it so much, why don't you marry it, Anthony? I think that's what I'm signing up to do, Austin. <laughs> yes. Yes. Priests that, marry that the is. church. Yes. That's cool. Yep. Check out Chris Maslow's uh, Promise Podcast. Deacon. Oh, sorry. Deacon Christopher Maslow. Uh, he talked about that on his his old podcast. Yeah, he a did. A Promising Podcast. Check it out. 
It's good. It's good. But we aren't here to talk about Deacon Chris Maslow. Yeah, that's or, old, old news. Or Sunday. That's old news. <laughs> Sorry, Deacon Chris. You'll be new again when you become a priest. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. So what are we talking about, Anthony? Oh, man, we got a cool topic today. Yeah. I'm kind of scared to hear what it is. I'm I'm fearful that I'm we might. I'm dreading it. We might. I'm afraid we might get off the tracks a little bit on this one. Oh, man. I'm scared. No. <laughs> My bones are quaking. What are we talking about? Oh, of course, we're talking about the fear of the Lord. But maybe we should introduce ourselves first. Oh my gosh! Well, it's been a while. We haven't podcasted for a while. We're We've getting, been like we're working back into five it. minutes into this, and we haven't even told folks. Who it's we okay. Are. They're gonna love it. Maybe. I'm I'm fearful that they'll leave. All right. So, in case you don't realize what you're listening to, this is the Vici Mundum Show, and uh, it's a weekly podcast here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Newport News, VA. But welcome to anyone else who's not from Newport News, Virginia, especially that guy or gal. From Sweden, who listens almost every week. It's great. We see like one listen from Sweden. Yeah. So we're we're just so interested in, in who this person is and how you heard about this. Come but, on, Sweden. So Send us an email. Whether you're in Newport News or Sweden, we welcome you to this podcast. Um, my name is Anthony, and this is uh, Austin across the way from here. Me here. Uh, Ken is currently at middle school camp. Yeah. So he's helping with the middle schoolers. We packed his lunch and sent him out the door. He'll be, he'll be back this evening before dinner. He's going to middle school camp. Little Ken's growing up. Pray pray for him. You yeah. Know, he's he's with the middle schoolers. So He is. But uh, he's going to need some fear of the Lord if he's going to make it through middle school camp. But uh, <laughs> So when you hear the words fear of the Lord, what do you think of, Austin? Yeah. I mean, that's – it's fascinating. My wife and I were just talking about this the other day. Um, you know, what? what is fear of the Lord? And the first thing I think that comes to mind is uh, – when you hear fear, you think of somebody who's scared of something, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's fair to say, right? Yeah. Yeah, like that something's scary and it elicits an, an emotional response that like you don't want to go near that thing, right? You're afraid of it. It's 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 overwhelming. It's scary. It's, it's clearly more powerful than you or something. Right. So you stay away or you try to prevent it. Yeah. Uh, you try to diminish whatever it is that's causing that fear. Fear is seen as more of a negative thing. And yet, here's this term that the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is good. And it's the beginning of wisdom. The so beginning of wisdom. And yeah. wisdom is something that we desire. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's right. The the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. So evidently, it's something good. Um, so Which kind of, is very counterintuitive. Yeah. Because I would think the fear of the Lord. So the only way that uh, that, you know, before I really gave a lot of thought to it was, well, fear of the Lord. I guess he's a he's a huge God, and he's really powerful, and he can smite me, and he keeps me in in existence. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, okay, that's a little scary to think about. I should probably be, you know, approach him with fear and trembling, and be uh, be a bit terrified in his presence because of how awesome he is. Yeah, and I mean, to be completely honest, I think that's a lot of people's perspective of of why why people are religious. Um, they're afraid of what might happen to them if they're not if they don't serve God. They're afraid of what might happen to them. So they're it, afraid of the alternative. Yeah, yeah. So they're like they're motivated by fear. That, mm. I think that's what a lot of people that are not not into religion think that religious people are all, all about. They're all about you know being afraid of hell, being afraid of what God might do to them if they don't serve Him and and try to love Him. Um, 
and even beyond that, I think they think that um, that you're that religious people are afraid of other people who don't agree with them. So like the, they yeah. just, they see Christianity as a religion of fear. So when we come along and say fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, I, I could see why people are like, what are you talking about? Why would, you, why is that something that's good? I, right. You know? Um, yeah. But um, we're here to, you know, talk about, cause what, that's, that's not what it is. That's right? not what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so far from the truth. It's so far from what the fear of the Lord really is. And, and I'll just completely, I mean, I, I'll say from the outset at this podcast is that like over the course of my pastoral year, fearing God has been uh, a topic for me in my own prayer life because I, at the root of it, I don't know if I really fear God in, mm. in the way that I ought to. And, and when we talk about fear, of the Lord, it has to do with, um, it has to do with loving God as a good father, I think is kind of the heart of it. And realizing that, that he is absolutely perfect, absolutely holy. He demands a lot from us and yet he's merciful. Um, and fear of the Lord has to do with like, I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to hurt my relationship with him. I want to respect him. I want to give myself completely to him. And that's way different than saying God is going to squish me if I don't do what's right. Well, it kind of changes the perspective, right? And that's that's what my wife Claire and I were talking about was that, you know, uh, when we think of fear of the Lord, but we when we think of it as um, like about ourselves, like that God might hurt me. Okay, well, yeah, that's you know that that's something that we should run from, and that's you know that's not good. That is scary. But if we think about if we reverse that and say I might hurt God, yes, um, that changes things. You know, yeah, I'm I'm reading a, a life of Padre Pio currently. Yeah, he's a good saint. He's awesome. I mean, he's been hounding me this entire year, but uh, it talks a lot about how he was so afraid of sin. And I think we should really ask ourselves, are we afraid to sin? Are we afraid or are we going to, are we more afraid like, oh, well, how can I, how can I push the limit, get up to the line and not offend God and not be like on his, his bad list on his hit list? You know, how much can I get away with? How can I get away with enough, but like not be in trouble? Yes. I think that's the way that we think more so rather than like, I don't want to hurt my relationship with God. This is the most precious thing that I've been given because faith is a gift. We don't, we don't get to say, okay, now I'm going to believe in God. Like, no, God gives us the, the gifts of, of faith, hope, and love. Okay. Those are, those are theological gifts that we cannot ourselves artificially create in our soul. And so when we have the gift of faith, the fear comes in that like, this is a precious gift and I don't want to. I don't want to mar it in any way. I don't want to hurt it in any way. And and I want to give my entire life back to God. So Padre Pio, he's afraid of his sin, and it says uh, this is a passage from his from a life uh, that's written about him. It says not only it, was he horrified by his actual sins, so things he actually did, um, he is filled with terror at his potential to sin. And, mm. and I think. I think that's something we have to grapple with that, that we have the potential to, to break our relationship with God. Um, I don't know. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Uh, I love that, that they were scared of our, or he's scared of his own potential to sin. Um, yeah, that's something that we should all really take to heart, uh, because we are, um, 
by our nature broken and our our relationship with God is broken. And so our ability to relate to him is not what it could and what it should be and how we were made to be. We were made to be in in a relationship with him that's very wholesome, very beautiful, and very perfect. You know, yeah. kind of like how Mary's relationship with him was. But instead, we're not. Um, and and we are to blame for this, uh, for this break, you know. And so it's painful when you can look at the cross and say, uh, say that my sins put you there, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and you endure that pain for me. And so, yeah, so that's, you know, and so even the fact that, that I could do something in the next 10 minutes that would make you relive that pain or make you experience more of that pain should terrify us. It should really, uh, really cause us pain um, and cause us reason for fear and reason for trembling. Mm-hmm. Because why would we want to hurt our God? Yeah. And, and the fear, I think, comes like when we look at a crucifix and we say, like, yeah, my sin was what sent him to the cross. Like, he was willing to die for us. The fear comes in that, wait, this guy really was willing to die for us. Mm-hmm. Like, he was taking this really seriously. He took our sin so seriously that he, he laid down his life for it. And, and I'm not anywhere near that. You know, like, that's the fear. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's just this stripping, like, this like this shining light on us. And, and so, like, the fear is not like, oh, man, Jesus is going to go get me now. Or, you know, the basilica image of Jesus in the back of the basilica. Oh, yeah. Oh. The, the, the buff <laughs> Jesus, like, coming, to, coming back for the last judgment. No, like... <laughs> It's born out of love, like I said. It's born out of this incredible sense that this this man, this God, loves me to lay down his life in a way that, that I know that I'm too weak to do. Yeah. He, he's willing to take everything upon himself and, and put it to death in his own person. That's, that's just – it's overwhelming. It's crazy. And so the fear is that, that fear and trembling of, of realizing that, that I don't deserve this ultimately. You know, yeah. I am so small and so little that I don't deserve this. Yeah, and, that, and that's the heart of it. I think that I'm I'm small and I'm little. Like I think a big part of it is humility. Yeah, is the ability for us to see who we are in the eyes of God. Um, I think it's it's hard to have that fear of God, the fear, the proper fear of the Lord, um, without first being given the grace by God and actually trying to and asking for the grace to see who we are in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes. if we think that that we are, uh, we're pretty good and every now and then we mess up, but in general, I'm your man, Jesus. I'm good. You know, uh, I've done all sorts of good things for you today. Um, then it's going to be hard for us to really approach him with fear and trembling. Uh, but what that is, is a facade because we are broken. We are messed up. We do have problems. We have hurt him. And even if we try to diminish it, it doesn't change the fact that it actually did wound him. Yeah. Um, and actually did cause him pain. Uh, and so so until we can open our eyes to see ourselves um, and see our littleness and see our dependency on him, it's going to be hard for us to have fear. Yeah. Proper fear. An, an image is kind of coming to mind of like what fear of the Lord looks like in operation. So like imagine – so I mean I don't know. Someone that you deeply respect. Someone that you deeply, deeply respect. Like, And what's more, you know that this person has your best interest at heart. So like maybe a parent, your dad or your mom or like a coach 
or or like a professor that you really pr- respect and like honestly sincerely cares about your your success your excellence um you don't want to cheat on a test that that professor gives you like and you wouldn't even want to come anywhere near near to the edge of being suspected of cheating on a test that a professor that you deeply profoundly respect um, is issuing. Right. Right. Like that's just not, it's not on the radar. It's not something cause you know, like this person has invested so much energy into helping me be a good student. Why would I want to jeopardize that? Yeah. Why would I want to jeopardize my, my like uh, enrollment in this class that I've been privileged to be a part of and, and I've learned so much from, and I've been given so much. Why would I want to jeopardize that? Yeah. And I think that's our position with God. Like God is our father and he's really good to us and, and he's like provided everything and he's teaching us everything that we need to know. And he's given us his son. He's given us the sacraments. He's given us the Eucharist. He's given us every single thing that we need to succeed. Why would we want to push the limit with that guy? Yeah. Why would we want to push the limit? And yet, you know, we do cause we're sinners. Um, but that's, that's, that's what fear the Lord is, is that like, I, I love this God. I love God. Why would I want to jeopardize my relationship with him? Yeah, and I think that that, that idea of the limit, like there I, – I would imagine somebody who's filled with fear of the Lord, um, that that question doesn't really come to mind. You know, Galatians 5 kind of talks about the law in this sense and and, uh, and, and freedom from it, freedom in the spirit. And, um, and if we're focused on the law with fear of the Lord and at to what point am I sinning – and at what point have I gone off the path? You know, um, if if we're talking with the priest and saying, okay, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm dating this girl and she's really great. How far is too far? How far can I go? You know, it's kind of the wrong question. Mm-hmm. Um, or with your professor that you're talking about, um, well, can it be an open note? Thing, you know, I just want to look at a few notes. Uh, or can you come over and answer some questions that I have and try to pry answers out? You know, it's kind of uh, – you, you just wouldn't ask that of somebody that you really love. Um, you're not concerned about that. What you're concerned about is how can I most please you? Yes. How can I, how can I be uh, your favorite student or how can I be um, – you know, think of uh, in terms of a spousal relationship. You know, I'm not concerned with Claire. How much? How much can I get away with not doing the dishes? You know, and have you do them? No. If I really love her, I'm scared to hurt her or scared to do anything that might jeopardize our relationship. So you know what? I want to go above and beyond and really express and prove my love to you mm-hmm. because I don't want you to be disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am broken and I am a, a weak man, and so necessarily I will let you know, her down and we'll let, we're people. So we're going to let each other down. Um, but for those people that we really love, we don't want to. Yeah. And so God is so much higher than that, that our love for him should be even, even deeper and, uh, and richer so that we don't even want to, we really don't want to let him down. <laughs> Cause you know, and what's at the heart when we, when we do kind of push the limit, we're afraid of something else. We're, we're afraid of something else that is not worthy of our fear. Mm. So like, you know, somebody that wants to cheat on a test, what are they afraid of? They're afraid of getting a bad grade. So they're willing to do something that's like in like that's morally compromising to get in order to get something that they don't deserve. Yes. So like and or in the same way, like when we I don't know, 
like when we're when we you know push our limit with when when somebody pushes the limit in a relationship like in a physical relationship what are you afraid of you're afraid of what you're not getting or missing out on or something or you're afraid i don't know like just of your own inadequacies or something um that's not worth that what's more worthy of your fear in that that instance is you know am i guarding this person's heart am i taking care of this person's you know, future relationships, should we not get married? Am I taking care of the, that person's spouse? Those are the things you should be afraid of and worthy, willing to go out of your way to protect. Right. So, like, fear is is often a motivating factor to, to protect and to take care of. So we have to ask ourselves, what are we afraid of? And, and, like, if we forfeit our relationship with God, that's the thing that we should fear the most. That's what Jesus says, right? Like, don't be afraid of these guys who can just kill your body. Like, be afraid of the guy who can actually, like destroy your soul yes be afraid of satan yeah jesus tells us to be afraid of satan so like that's the kind of fear that's like you know that's not fear of the lord obviously that's a that's a fear of something that's like able to actually hurt us god doesn't want to hurt us so we should be afraid to hurt him yeah (laughs) when i think you're striking on a really good point that uh that there are those things which prevent us from having fear of the lord um yeah and those things that that we're more afraid of, and oftentimes I think that we're more afraid of losing, mm. you know? So, like, uh, okay, um, I don't want to upset God, but I really don't want to let go of uh, of an addiction I have. Yeah. Or I really don't want to let go of, uh, of, of all this excess money that I have lying around. I'm afraid to shut down my Instagram. Yeah. I'm <laughs> a, oh, there you go. <laughs> You might strike a nerve there. Careful. I'm afraid to go back to seminary and leave my podcast behind. <laughs> I really enjoy it. I'm afraid to leave. You know, I'm afraid to leave this parish and leave the people that I've come to love here. You know, yeah. but, but I should fear the Lord and move forward in my formation. Right. Right. So there's, I think, a strong connection between detachment and fear of the Lord too. Ooh. That is, uh, um, you know, that ability to let go of those things that that we love. For the sake of someone we love more. Mm-hmm. You know, I could say, Claire, I really love you, but I just – I don't want to let go of uh, of my afternoon nap time, you know? She's like, well, I need you to watch the kids. Well, I – you know, I would, but I don't want to let go of this thing. You know, that's not real love. Yeah. Real love is sacrificial and is giving up what you want for the sake of somebody that you love more. Mm-hmm. You got a quote there, Anthony? You're, you're you know, not I, I don't know if this has anything to do with what we're talking about. but uh, We'll find out. Dude, I, at the the ladies of Carmel, uh, the, the 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 garage sale, the garage sale, man, that was awesome. I went in there and uh, I found this book, and it's called Divine Intimacy, and it's uh, Meditations on the Interior Life for Every Day of the Liturgical Year by Father Gabriel of Saint Mary Magdalene. He's a Carmelite. He's That's a, a dis- sweet name. Yeah, I know Saint or Father. Not, he's not a saint yet. Father Gabriel of Saint Mary Magdalene. <laughs> So he's got an archangel and like one of the apostle to the apostles. Yeah. Like the first person to see Jesus raised from the dead. All right. So, um, but he wrote this book that's, that's very highly regarded. Um, it's just kind of like a devotional book. That's, that's has a little reading for every single day of the year. Um, but it says this, uh, he writes to educate us in the fear of the Lord, the Holy spirit, instead of placing before our eyes, pictures of the punishment and pains due to sin, Instead of representing God as a stern judge, uh, instead shows him to us as a most loving father. 
infinitely desirous of our good, and he presents us the touching picture of God's favors and mercies. And then he quotes, um, he quotes Jeremiah, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, therefore have I drawn thee, whispers the Holy Spirit in the depths of our soul. Mm. Um, that's, I, I think that's kind of really the heart of it. And I think we've talked about it a lot. It's just like the Holy Spirit is, is eagerly trying to, to educate us in the fear of the Lord. It's going to take practice. You know, it takes time to develop the fear of the Lord, so, but the Holy Spirit is activated in us by our baptism, and he's helping us to be afraid of the right things and not afraid of the other things that aren't worthy of our fear, right? Like, yeah. That's what, that's like courage, like in the face of fear, not being afraid of them, you know, not being afraid of things that you know that God's going to be able to help you with. But the Holy Spirit is educating us in the fear of the Lord, and in order to do that, he places before our eyes uh, not like all the punishment and pains due to sin, but rather that God is a good loving father and he is infinitely desirous of our good. Well, I mean, that's like, who else, who else is infinitely desirous of our good? <laughs> My desires for the good of other people are very finite. <laughs> this is true. I don't, you know, I want your good Austin, but it's pretty finite. Well, you're going to make a great priest. Thanks a lot, Anthony. <laughs> I know. I suck. <laughs> I mean, the image that comes to mind and I've, I know I've talked about it on the podcast before, but is the prodigal son. In the the merciful father, like that image of the father, and you have the two sons who fear incorrectly, um, and he sets yeah. both of them straight. You've got the first son, the prodigal son, who ran away, and he's coming back, drudging back, and he's scared to see his dad again because he let him down, you know. And and so he's asking for he's asking basically for garbage, like for for slaves' work, you know, because he's afraid. He's, he's like, afraid, oh, like my dad's gonna kill me. Like I've yeah, just, I've just screwed up. Right, right. So he's got this this wrong fear, and the good father runs and embraces him and restores everything, you know, and shows him that that's the wrong kind of fear to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got the other son, who's afraid that he's missed out on a party by doing the right thing, you know? Fear of missing out. Yeah. FOMO. FOMO. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. I have it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll pray out. for your soul. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we at? Where, what were you, you were talking man, about the prodigal son. Yeah, I'm losing it every year. You got so. it, man. You got Just drink your Diet Coke. Your, yeah, my feisty cherry. Dude, Austin Woo! is drinking feisty cherry Coke. Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Uh, thanks, Christy. She has boxes of Diet Coke in her I closet. Know, it's amazing. I know. It's amazing. I had, you just showed me this gold mine right before the podcast. I've never seen it before. I know. Father Joe gave Christy, before he left, Father Joe gave Christy a, a year's worth of Diet Coke. It's unbelievable. There it is. Yeah. But, so, then you've but got we're the- not going to disclose the location of this because it's, it's – <laughs> well, actually, it's really Christy's Diet Coke that we drink. But Yeah. Thank you, Christy. <laughs> I should have a little fear of Christy. I hope I haven't damaged my relationship with her. Um, that's na- <laughs> that was Anthony, folks. <laughs> that was the sound of Diet Coke. <laughs> the sound of summer. All right, let's let's finish Holy this strong. Let's smoke. finish strong. Okay, so then you've got – all right, so we talked about the prodigal son, and then we've got the other son who's upset, you know, and he's like, what the heck? And so he's more afraid of the things that um, – I guess of of like <sighs> he's afraid that he hasn't gotten what is due to him. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, he's yeah. afraid like my dad's been holding out on me. Yeah, and he doesn't think the father has his best interest at heart. So he which has- is all, all of what this is about. It's fearing God because He knows what's best for us, and we want to we want to align ourselves to Him. 
Exactly. He's got a selfish fear. Yeah. And God has a self like he is just he is selflessness He's incarnate. Totally selfless. Yeah. You know? And uh but we, we can have a selfish fear or we can have a shameful fear. And neither of those are, are what we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's it. Nice. Hopefully we've dispelled some of the fears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. I think it's it's an important topic because it, it helps us in our approach. Um, of God Almighty, you know, how do we approach the the living God and work out your salvation with fear and trembling? Yes, but remember that perfect love casts out the wrong kind of fear. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, and the more we go into prayer, the more it all gets purified, and the Holy Spirit, like you said, shows us who He is and yeah. helps us see the truth. So, yeah. well, Anyways. thanks for the topic, Anthony. I, oh. That's a great book. I'm going to have to get a copy. No, you're not. Next year's garage sale. Yeah, you can look for it. It's not going to be there. Probably not. I wonder if they even sell that. It's They sell it on Amazon. It's expensive. Though. Oh, really? I found this, and they were like, yeah, sure. Go ahead and take it. I'm like, what? Oh, man. Yeah, score. Dang it. Score. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening. We're so glad that you could have joined us today. Um, maybe next time, Ken will be done with middle school camp, and he'll be able to record with us. But uh, until that... Uh, moment we'd like you to share the podcast if you've enjoyed this if this has blessed you in any way or if you think it would help someone else uh, grow in their relationship with god so go ahead and share the show with your friends and family share it on facebook instagram to the world don't be afraid and one th- one other thing I just want to remind folks, and we've had um, a couple people fill out applications to come and talk on our show. What? Yeah, it's great. So we have on uh, vichimunum.com. Uh, you can you can fill it out. Um, we'd love to get some of our parishioners on this show, um, and we actually are going to record one uh, this week. Super um, fun. Yeah, so we're looking forward to it. Kind Whenever of, this gets posted, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, that's true. Um, but we're excited to, to start bringing parishioners on to this show um, and, and publishing and giving giving a, giving Our Lady of Mount Carmel the church the opportunity to proclaim Christ crucified so uh, and risen and so we want uh, want to encourage y'all you y'all love Jesus too that's right you're not on here just to hear me Ken and Anthony rave and rant um, you know our brothers and sisters here at this parish have got hundreds more wisdom than we do um, so anyway, go check out our website, and you'll see the application there to be on our show. Just fill it out, and we'll be in touch. All right. God bless you guys. And until next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray for us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia, or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call of the new evangelization and sharing the love of Christ with you. God bless you.